You're listening to Kiama Community Radio. This program is brought to you by Kiama Leagues Club, the modern, friendly heart of Kiama. Welcome to Around the Arena's Kiama Community Radio sports program, where you can regularly hear what's happening in sport across the region. With the T20 World Cup cricket about to commence, and with local cricket getting underway, I thought it'd be time to catch up with Bill Peters, my go-to man for all things cricket here on KCR, and just get a feel for his thoughts on how Australia would perform in the T20 World Cup, and also what his thoughts were on the local scene this coming season. I caught up with Bill via Zoom recently, and here's what we discussed. So today I'm talking to my favourite, absolute favourite cricketing expert, Bill Peters. I really love catching up with Bill to find out what's happening in cricket. So welcome, Bill, to Kaima Community Radio. No worries, Glenn. I wouldn't call myself an expert. Uh, I know it all sometimes, but there's generally more wrong than right. Well, I, I really value your input, Bill, so thanks for joining us. But firstly, let's talk about the T20, the World Cup. Australia's uh, Australia, in my opinion, now, it's only my opinion, they're the reigning champions, but I don't know if they're ready for this. They, they don't seem to be settled from where I sit. As far as I know, they're, the captaincy's up for grabs. You don't know who's in the side. Steve Smith may be in, may not be in. What's happening, Bill? <laughs> well, I think our bowling's pretty set. I don't think you have to worry too much about that. You've got the, the big three in the pace bowlers and Adam Zamp with the spin. I don't think our bowling's under any question. But, yeah, the, the batting's sort of up in the air a bit. I think they're showing faith with the guys who did the job for them last year in winning it. And I must admit, I'm hesitant about it. I can't understand how, as far as I'm concerned, the best batsman in the world can't make the top seven in the Australian T20 team. That seems very strange. We seem to have stacked a lot of all-rounders in here. None of our all-rounders seem to be scoring many runs. But then again, neither does the captain. So <laughs> I, don't know what the, I don't know what the answer is. I think the selectors are pretty much just going with the, the same team in the hope that they can come good at the right time. So is is cricket, well, just on selection like that, is it so different now playing, you know, your test match cricket versus one day and versus T20? As you said, I I really uh, I really think Steve Smith's a great batsman. But is it so different now? Well, I think T20 cricket to me isn't cricket. It's entertainment. And that's what I've always believed. It's not there to be played in, a, in an absolutely serious manner. They it, It's played by different players under different circumstances. And in that way, that's what they're trying to put, certainly with the batting, they want guys who are going to come out and just go for boundaries from the first ball. And they hope that if they get seven or eight of those players in the team, that they'll score enough runs to make sure that they can win games. Whereas, say, someone like Steve Smith, who is more a a worker of the ball rather than a smasher of the ball, uh, they don't believe that his kind of batting fits in the current uh, T20 conditions, I guess is the best way to put it. And all the teams are like this. There's no doubt about it. But you look at England, they don't put Joe Root in their T20 team, even though he's been successful. And there's there's talk about New Zealand as well as to whether sort of Kane Williamson fits into that role as well. So T20 cricket's a smash and bash. It's entertainment. It's not It's not what I would consider real cricket. But I don't think that that means that someone like Steve Smith wouldn't be invaluable in that team. So who do you think are the front runners, Bill, for um, for this uh, T20 World Cup? 
I mean, I've just had a look at the odds now. Again, I can't promote betting, and uh, if you're going to bet anyone, <laughs> please bet responsibly. But, uh, Good luck. The, the two, uh, the two um, finalists from last year come up against each other, and Australia's clear favourites in that match. And I thought, wow, that uh, doesn't seem to sit quite right. But anyway, so who I do think you think it, uh, who do you think will be in the final in the end? I think as Australians, we always tend to downplay our own country's chances in these tournaments. Uh, so I think that's certainly true. India have played more T20 cricket than anybody else since the last World Cup. They've played something like 45 to 50 T20 international matches. So there's no doubt that they have been preparing for this and they will be one of the favourites. Pakistan have been fantastic, uh, especially if their two openers can get away and get them a good start. And New Zealand are always one of the favourites in in the white ball form of the game. So to me, they're, they're the three that stick out. I don't think you can, even though they have to qualify uh, over the next couple of weeks, Sri Lanka have been really good in T20 cricket in the last 12 months. They showed that against Australia when we toured there a few months ago. Their team's really building, so they're always an opportunity. And Australia will be there or thereabouts. But I think our batting is going to be our downfall when it comes down to the end of it. Okay. I see Australia's probably in the the tougher side of the draw too, but anyway, we might... uh... We might just see how it plays out, eh? And leave it yeah, there well, with, the, with the T20. Yeah, that's right. I mean, and, and T20 is that game that on any day, anyone can beat anyone. And that's why uh, teams like Afghanistan and uh, like Ireland win so many T20 games because it's only 20 overs a side. And if, if you get the right conditions for you, you can win a game from anywhere against anyone. Okay. Well, what about local cricket? By golly, it's been a tough... Uh, Let's say last two years, at least the last two years, um, getting on getting on uh, on the field. Um, there's even odds going now on whether or not the uh, the first game will be played, or, or would have been played. <laughs> They're taking odds like that now about the rain. So um, so hopefully things uh, pick up this year and and our local teams can get on the on the um, on the pitch. So how do you think our chances are? Well, let's talk about Coma. I know you. I know you. Um, <laughs> Have an allegiance now to Albion Park, but I'll come back to your allegiance <laughs> to Coama later on. But yeah. um, so, and uh, so well, let's just recap on last year. So Coama won the T20. It was a great win for them. What about some of the other results in the finals? What uh, what caught your eye in them? Yeah, well, as we all know, the rain really grew in the end of last season. It was pretty much the last four or five rounds were basically washed out, and the semi-finals were washed out, and the final was washed out. So all the results came down to the team's finishing first in the regular season. So we had, certainly with Kayama, they'd won the T20, which was terrific. Second grade made the would have made semifinals. They finished top four. So that would have been terrific. And we had fourth grade who were in the same sort of situation uh, in regards to making finals. So I think it was a good year for Kayama on, on a year that was difficult to judge because of all the wet weather. So a couple of teams to watch this year. Who you got your eye on in uh, in let's say let's say second grade? Who who do you think is going to come through there? Uh, well, second grade is uh, always a difficult uh, let's say competition to judge. For Kiama this year in particular, we have what looks like a really well balanced team. We have some elder statesmen returning to to bring our juniors through, and we've got some really good young juniors coming through. So. I know Steve Norris is captaining that second grade team and alongside guys like Adam Mackerel and Eric Davies, who is a great player to come back for us. 
and Glenn Cleary as well. Both they both former first graders who will add to the bowling as well as uh, their knowledge for their bowlers. And I think along they they will help guys like say Darcy Norris, who is a future first grader, and young Ben Fredericks, who uh, is probably going to play a bit of second grade this year too. The Kaima team is, is going to be based around guys who are ancient at over 40 years of age and probably under 20 years of age. So it'll be an interesting season, but one that will benefit the club in the long run. And Jering Hong, I know there's a lot of talk down there at the moment about uh, about their season. So how do you think they might go? Yep. Yeah, Jeringong were good again last year. Uh, if I remember correctly, they they finished in that top four and would have played finals again last year. They've got the same sort of squad as, as last year. They've got uh, guys like Tasman Berry, uh, Scott Groves, Sachin Hall, Ben Williams, Zach Young. So people have been there for a while, and uh, obviously they don't have a first grade team yet. So this is their their top grade side. So they will be uh, more than competitive, I'd suggest, and they will be pushing for finals again. And once again, if you reach the top four, then you, you can win it. Now, I noticed there's been a lot of stats, Bill, in on Facebook. <laughs> I don't know if you're on Facebook, but the <laughs> South Coast Cricket Facebook page is full of stats. People have been batting well on the most number of bats, you know, people that bat. And, and I noticed in amongst all of those stats, there's the top 10 people that have played the most for Kiama. And I see a Bill Peters in there. <laughs> coming forth, yeah. I believe. Uh, Any thoughts coming back for a couple to move up to second? <laughs> no, we've got uh, someone who's on that list is Daniel Riley, and I guarantee the only reason he's playing is because he wants to get to the top of that list. So, uh, <laughs> no, I turned 53 a few days ago, Glenn. I think, well, my best days were behind me about 35 years ago. <laughs> and... Uh, I'm I'm quite happy sitting on the sidelines and watching and and you know, telling everyone, anyone who wants to listen exactly how they should be playing and this is how I'd be doing it if I was playing. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I feel I actually feel sorry for for a young chap that li- or used to live in our street and he's the uh, he's the second most hit bowler. His stats don't reflect very well on him, <laughs> but uh, I was wondering. Where's the captain in all that? Why didn't he take him off? But anyway, that's probably another story for another day. Oh, absolutely. There's always a reason why someone's bowling that much. Don't worry. <laughs> now, why don't you have a bit of a brag about uh, about your family? Um, your son's doing very well. Why don't we wish him well <laughs> for the year, even though he's uh, sort of from outside the area? <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, he's been doing really well. It's um, And he's, he's worked hard on what he's doing. He he foolishly took up leg spin bowling like his father, but he's uh, quickly become better than his father ever was. And, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's playing a lot of rep cricket uh, in his age level and above his age level. He's playing second grade this weekend. He's making his second grade debut. So he's trending forward, I guess is the best way to say, Glenn. And uh, if he learns from all the mistakes that his father made, then uh, I think we can make a cricketer out of him. Oh, that's fantastic. And I do wish him well, Bill. Oh, we didn't touch on, on ladies' cricket, Bill. Yep. Where are we up to with there? Last year we were talking about trying to get some some young women into the game more, and yep. I see that there's some stuff happening down there in the quarry uh, recently. Yep. So what's happening there? Uh, at this stage, uh, my understanding is that uh, Kaima do have a women's team in the competition this year. It's, it's, a, it's going to be a start of a competition for the South Coast, the first uh, women's competition. 
which is terrific for all the, the girls playing out there and gives them a pathway from playing for their club and hopefully playing for South Coast and then into uh, the stuff that's on this afternoon and the women's BBL. So I think that's a terrific incentive by the South Coast District to actually get a women's competition up and running. And it's great for Kaima to, to be one of the first teams in that competition. It certainly is. And I wish all the, all the young ladies the best this year. And listen, thanks very much for talking to me today. I really, I love catching up and you will have to do it throughout the year to keep uh, keep people abreast of where cricket's up to. Well, again, Bill, thanks very much for talking to me today. I do appreciate it. Good luck for the rest of the year. Uh, I see you've got the, we're, we're, to our listeners, we're doing this on Zoom and, and Bill's got his Cavs uh, jumper on for everyone. He hasn't, <laughs> hasn't slipped under the fence and totally gone to Albion Park. But uh, thanks very much for talking to me today, Bill. No, I've got to keep the Avian Park one clean for tomorrow, I guess. But uh, always a pleasure, Glenn. And just really quickly at the end, we should get behind Kaima this year. And I don't want to sound biased at all, but Kaima's got a real good chance of making finals this year in first grade. We've had some players come back. We've got a lot of good young kids. I think through the grades, Kaima certainly are really going to be pushing forward. So if anyone's around on Saturday afternoons at any point in time and you want to get up there to to Cavalier Homes Park up at the complex or get down to Benera Street. Uh, I think you'll see some good cricket this year. Well, thanks for that, Bill. And I'm sure our listeners will certainly come along. So all the best to you, and I'll catch up with you later on in the year. Cheers, Glenn. Anytime. All the best. KCR, Kiama Community Radio.org. For the community, by the community. In some sports news this week... In the lead-up to the Cricket T20 World Cup, Australia played England in a three-match series, with England winning the first two matches and the series, whilst the third match played recently was washed out. Let's hope Australia's form improves when they meet England again in the World Cup on October 28th at the Melbourne Cricket Ground. And in Rugby League, the Rugby League World Cup opened its first round over the weekend, with Australia trouncing Fiji. The highlight for me was the Josh at Ocar try. Not the fact that Josh is reputedly the fastest rugby league player, but the fact that during the try, we may have witnessed the fastest rugby league referee in the world. Have a look and watch as the referee beats Josh to the line. Also watch the Greg Inglis try, where the referee runs backwards as fast as anyone I have ever seen. In golf news, Kaima Vets held their monthly competition during the week where Pamela Gross treated the predominantly mild field, winning with 43 points. And to show I'm true to my word, G Shepherd was way off the pace with 31 points. I hope you're listening, Mr. Mariu. And a big congratulations to Ethan Harvey, who took out the men's Kaima club championships over the weekend. This is Ethan's third win and what a tremendous effort. Well done. And just before I go, in surf club news, what a tremendous effort by Alastair Day to win his eighth Coolangatta gold over the weekend. Alastair, a former local junior, commenced learning his skills as a nipper here on our local beaches. Coming off the back of the highly successful Kiama Surf Club Open Day held recently, remember, nippers have started across our three surf clubs. 
Why not get the kids involved with either Jerringong, Kaima Downs or Kaima Clubs this summer and have them taught surf safety whilst having fun? And a message for everyone. Please remember, when going to the beach, swim between the flags. And don't forget, KCR is streaming its programs. All you need to do is download the Kaima Community Radio app and start listening. That's all I have time for this week, but if you'd like your sport to be part of the program, contact me at kcradiocontent at gmail.com. I'm Glenn Shepherd, and I hope to see you around one of our sporting arenas. This program is brought to you by Kiama Leagues Club, the modern, friendly heart of Kiama. You've been listening to Kiama Community Radio. The views, information or opinions expressed during this segment are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Kiama Community Radio.